Guys, I really, really, really wish that people didn't forget how to be normal in public places. Because I just went to uh, Mario Brothers opening night. And people were dressed like Mario. Uh, almost everyone, actually. There was a lot of Mario hats. There was a, a kid Although in I, full Waluigi. I don't think he had a problem with that. Yeah, that was cool. That was fine. I had a very big problem with the family uh, that was coughing and hacking directly behind me. Um, like, stay the hell home if you have a cold or you think you might have a cold, first of all. Second of all, you don't need to repeat literally every single line back. Despite, I, and there may have been some sort of other issues there. Uh, and the guy that um, either was doing uh, Scarface levels of cocaine over my shoulder or was snorting mass quantities of his own snot back into his head. Are you entirely certain oh. that Cocaine Bear didn't come to the theater? I don't know. Could be. And Why wasn't Cocaine Bear at Megacon? Come to think of it. Oh, that would have been an amazing costume. No, I wanted to be like actually have a bear at co- like a bear with, with cocaine like all baby over its face. powder all over its fucking face. <laughs> That's I'm, next year. I'm doing cocaine Yogi Bear. That's it. There you go. That's awesome. Yogi cocaine bear just falling out of a picnic basket. There mm-hmm. we go. Anyway, let's do this podcast thing. Let's do this. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode two hundred seventy six. Brought to you by, that's right, our beloved Give Me Five Patriots. So this is a Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about some very entertaining things. And we have lots of entertaining things this week. We talk about pop culture, entertainment, news, movies, music, books, Florida, whatever catches our eye. I think we're jam-packed with uh, with movies this week, aren't we? Uh, yeah, we are st- We are uh, stuffed up like, uh, like, a know, someone, like someone who's uh, not eaten enough fiber. I have a show, but it's more movies than anything. <laughs> I like to be stuffed up like someone who ate too much dairy. Like Omar on a Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. My name is agent 69. I'm joined by John dipping your wick. What? what? And Jason afterbirth. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? Where am I? (laughs) You this week, we're going to talk about John wick Four, the super Mario brothers movie. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and I'm really looking forward to hearing about that. I wanted to see that, and I haven't had a chance yet. We're going to revisit Daisy Jones and the Six, and we're also going to talk about Unstable. Okay. I watched Unstable, so this next thing that I'm going to say is not going to apply to me. Although there's not really a lot I can spoil. This is a review show. There's going to be spoilers. Spoil my night. Oh, wait, there may be spoilers. There probably will be spoilers. There could be spoilers, but we mean well. We're going to try to avoid any major twists. So we're talking about something that you want to see or read or hear or whatever it is that we're talking about. Use your own discretion. Use your best judgment. If we do spoil it, we're not trying to be jerks. It's just part of the conversation. 
I think that's fair. Mario Brothers just came out today as we were recording this. And I promised my kid we would see it. Like, because he had tests this week and stuff. Uh, so I will not spoil that. Dungeons and Dragons came out last week, I but you guys haven't seen that, so I probably won't spoil that either. So just be aware. That's fair. I'll spoil you. So uh, we're going to get right in here because of the various number of topics here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like revisiting shows when I do a review of the first couple episodes, and then, and I think all of us should do this. Really, you know, we were like the first episode of this season of Mandalorian, and then the last episode, that kind of thing. Uh. So I reviewed Daisy Jones and the Six um, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I had seen like the first three episodes, maybe four. That was one of those weird releases where they like sometimes release one episode, sometimes release three. It's it was weird. Right. Uh, but you so, liked it, if I remember correctly. So I I did like it. There was one problem I had, and the problem mm-hmm. the problem I had was with the Daisy Jones character, where she was t- uh, when someone's just a little too artsy mm-hmm. and t- a little too whatever, and I didn't know if that was going to be the character trait that we were supposed to embrace like oh this person's really flighty and can just leave in a second or if that's the thing that they have to change about the character to make that character likable thankfully right. they actually went the second route they actually made the character you know i guess get burnt by these situations so that was they had thing. it as a flaw not as a uh not, not as, as a, something yeah like yeah. so uh that character actually i did not know this uh riley keogh I did not know who she was. Do you know who she is? Like I've, the actress? I've heard the name. I don't... I, I can't place it just off name alone, but if I saw a picture, I might be able to. Yeah. Uh, she is Elvis's granddaughter. Oh, okay. Wow. So we might have heard her name, obviously, when Priscilla passed away. Um, but, you know, it's... I was... It was, I don't know, it was interesting. I did not know that. Um, it... You kind of see a little bit of it. Um, so a couple things um, that, that that went with the show. I did, I, so I finally finished it. Um, I got up to episode nine, and there's a lot going on. And as, as I said before, this is basically Fleetwood Mac, but uh, with a different coat of paint on it. Um, a lot of interband squabbles and relationships and things like that. And they get up to the, to the ninth episode, and there is a lot going on. Uh, the show, as I, if you didn't hear that other episode again, if uh, it's basically the show starts out and throughout all of the episodes, there's like interview portions of like a '90s behind the music style thing, and then you actually the show itself is happening in the '70s, and they're like, well, there's a lot of stuff you don't know, and then you watch things happening. Um, so they get to episode nine. There's a lot of threads, and I'm like, how the hell are they going to clean this up in one episode? And, you can, and then you do that thing where you look at the episode time, and it's like only an hour or so for the last episode, and you're like, is there a second season? Like, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they stuck the landing. I watch – there's a big reveal, I think, of it is a big reveal. Um, actually, two of them, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody because it made me go, oh, like that. And then, then there were tears. Like me, and I'm an unfeeling, un, uh, I have no soul. And I was like, a monster. <laughs> I, and I thought it was great. Um, it's one of those shows about music with, uh, with music that is made for the show, and it's supposed to sound a little bit like Fleetwood Mac songs. It rocks a little bit harder than Fleetwood Mac would, but the music was pretty good. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Like, I'm probably going to watch it again. Fleetwood Mac would. Fleetwood Macwood, yes. 
I have a Fleetwood Mac wood. Zing. I don't have. Yeah. Um, I got to read a biography about them. There's just way too much craziness with that band. Oh, there's probably a phenomenal thousand stories that go with that. Yeah. There's, <clears throat> there's like husband swapping or wife swapping or something. Oh. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, I watched the whole thing through. I thought it was great. Um, there's the other thing I didn't mention in that first thing was that, um, the fake band, um, the six are actually from Pittsburgh. Uh, so it's yet another reason why I kept going. Like when I first watched it, I was like, Oh crap, how did I not know this was coming out? So, um, wait, like in the show they're from, like they're supposed to be from Pittsburgh or like the actors or. So this was cause it was the seventies. It was still like the, the record, uh, producer puts the band together kind of era. So there was this band and they needed that little kick. So the record producer puts this like singer songwriter chick in the band Daisy and they like blow up almost immediately. And it's supposed to be like a one song deal. And then it uh, becomes multiple songs and then they become the biggest band in the world. Um, It's not a spoiler at all because it's basically how it starts. It says they basically played a huge show at Soldier Field in Chicago and then they walk off the stage and they never talk to each other again. And the show is all about, well, what happened? Interesting. Um, yeah, it's mm. good. And it's not overly music stuff. It's more, it's a lot of relationship stuff. Um, Just the music, the band is the, is the background, but that's not the point. Yeah. You know, there's addiction problems. There's uh, things like that. It's, it's one of those, the only, maybe if I, if I had to have a knock and this just, just cause I've been close to the music scene, it's way more polished than it actually is, but I think that's fine because, like, I don't really need to see, you know, vomit and needles and, like, and groupies and assault and all of the other things. Like, mm-hmm. they definitely clean it. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you do, like, classic rock, if you, even in relationships or just any of that kind of stuff, it's it's worth the watch. It's Amazon Prime, so it's basically free if you guys have Amazon Prime. Uh and uh, it's gonna it's in the running for one of my best five of the year. Wow! Okay. When it comes to streaming stuff, so hmm. so far, all right. All right. Um, since we are revisiting stuff, did anyone and I I kind of do, so that's why I'm suggesting it. Did you, anyone want to mention last week's episode of The Mandalorian, which was phenomenal? I loved last week's episode. It was and, it was very good. And who showed up in last week's episode? <laughs> our, our little purple friend. <laughs> Or big purple friend? Oh, Zeb? Yeah. Yeah, Zeb from uh, Rebels. Yeah. A, and he looked a, great. Yeah, he really did. Um I it was totally CGI. Um but they did they did an excellent job with him. I mean he it, it like he walked on screen and I was like, Holy shit, Zeb Yeah, and it was the same voice actor, which was awesome. Yep. Um yep. and Yeah Who and came back. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the uh, well, but with the the Zeb thing too. The uh, there's something else with that. Oh shoot! Oh, I guess I lost. You made me lose my train of thought again. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm not sure your train ever boarded at the station, but whatever. Probably not. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Uh, Zeb, if you guys don't know, is he is based on the original drawing of Chewbacca. So he's a different looking alien. He's got like big pointy ears and kind of bulgy eyes and and uh, different kind of mouth structure. Interesting. Wow. And, really? Yeah. So 
when they first were just sorry, that was like the other option for what Chewbacca should look like, and then they changed him to the big furry blue guy or brown guy, um, and then uh, then they repurposed that for Rebel. So kind of cool. I I feel like they're setting up the uh, the Bo Katan spinoff. Well, there's going to be the Ahsoka show, which will probably have that. Right, but I'm pretty sure that they've contracted uh, Katie Sackhoff to to do a Bo Katan show. Oh, she's awesome! Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she did just yesterday sign a document that allows them, if anything happens to her, to reuse her voice um, in uh, be recreated by artificial intelligence or however they do it. Um, you know, let computers recreate their voice. So, oh, really? I mean, hopefully nothing happens to her, but you know, if something does happen to her, they can just stick a helmet on someone and then use her voice in there. It's getting crazy. That's crazy. Did, did you? Did you hear that? Did you hear that story that by 2030 you should be able to upload your consciousness to a computer? Um, yeah, I've heard that for a while. Um, Ray Kurzweil has been talking about that for a little while. Yeah. He's a futurist and inventor. Like he's the guy who invented Kurzweil um, keyboards. So, but here's the thing: Are you actually uploading your consciousness? to a computer or are you pretty much just uploading a copy of your consciousness to a computer great question because if that's the case you're not living forever a copy of you is living forever right and and since we know how this all works as soon as they figure that out like Pornhub's gonna figure out some way to upload your consciousness into a porn video I might be okay Okay. with it I was gonna say okay (laughs) yeah Rob (laughs) Rob will be like yeah, I remember that time I had that I had that orgy with those uh, with those naughty sorority girls. Like, no, that didn't actually happen. Just your consciousness did. Mm. When that happens, we'll never see Rob again. <laughs> He's gone. That's true. He's gonna and they'll be, be like, and here's the gay porn, and I'll be like, no, oh god. <laughs> Rob will be in a. He's just going to be like one of those dudes in Up, like in the or not Up, uh, Wally. Like one of the, the in like a pod, yeah, just drool, drooling with like a life sense sensor. And I'll be like, he'll like send me a text message like, "Come to my house and kill me." Well, remember someone, that someone hooked me up to the wrong someone hooked me up to the wrong Pornhub uh, topic. Remember that movie like two thousand nine or something? Um, it was with Bruce Willis. It was called Surrogates. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. And he and like everyone just moves around in their own mechanized you you look just like a person but you're 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 just in like a suit you could you could look like anything at home but nobody ever like yeah. actually leaves their home like everyone's really unhealthy and gross but on the outside when they're walking around in there in their they they, they put their consciousness Surrogate. inside of that suit everyone's perfect and pretty and tan and buff and whatever it was an interesting movie um it's just what you guys were talking about reminded me of that. I thought that was a really, it's a bizarre concept, but I mean, it's like the next mm-hmm. logical step. Yeah. True. I also do not want to leave my house. Uh, <laughs> we are going to move on here. I think Omar, since you are already speaking, saying words, why don't you tell me about unstable? That is what you were doing, right? Cause nobody wants to talk unstable. about unstable. I feel bad. Oh, that bad, it's, huh? I feel really bad. I I genuinely feel bad about this. Um, okay. 
So you guys know about Shit's Creek. I do know about Shit's right? Creek. I got to finish that. And it was uh, yeah. father and son, right? And they come up with this great concept and the show really hit and it's funny and it's like, well done. Well, this is, this reminds me of it. Um, Rob Lowe and his son, John Owen Lowe, they're the creators of the show, Unstable. All right? And the basic idea is, uh, the synopsis is, in a biological research company, a son with social problems is forced to work for the company of his father, who is an extremely eccentric and exotic man, to save him from disaster. So the son is uh, John Owen Lowe, who plays Jackson. Um, the cast is, um, is it Cyan Clifford? I don't know how they pronounce that. Aaron Branch, Rachel Marsh, Emma Ferreira. Rob Lowe is the owner of this like biotech company. Fred Armisen has a big role as a psychologist. Um, I stopped there because the cast is huge. Okay. So Rob Lowe is the owner of this company and his son um, is kind of, they're not estranged, but they're, they don't, they definitely don't see eye to eye, eye to eye. The company is in base is based in California. The son lives in New York. We know from the very first episode that um, the the wife slash mom passed away some months ago. And since then, the Rob Lowe character is kind of going off the deep end. And they were, they, they had a good relationship and they were in love. I get it. That's cool. Here's the problem. <clears throat> okay. It seems like this, you know, if you... If if the three of us ever sat down and like came up with show idea, right? Coming up with the punchline and then figuring out how to get there seems to be the wrong approach. Because it seems like that's what Rob Lowe and his son did when they wrote this show. The show means well, but it's trying so hard that I honestly, I could only get through I only got through two episodes. I, I had to, I I didn't finish the second episode. The dialogue and the punchlines come at you fast and furious, but the only thing that it left me with was giggity furious. Uh, exactly. I, it, it was just. It's very contrived. It's very. It's just hard to watch. They really tried to make it fun and quirky. But it really does feel like they were like, man, I, what about this punchline? Well, how do we maneuver the storyline to get to that punchline? And then they did that, and it just doesn't work. It, it really doesn't. And I'm a fan of Rob Lowe, uh, largely, you know, 80s guy, 90s, early 90s guy, whatever. But um, I loved the show The West Wing, and he was a pivotal character for like the first four seasons, five seasons. But this show just. I'm sorry. It just falls flat. I, there's nothing else I can even say about it. Um, the, it's, it's, it's trying hard to the point of obviously trying too hard. Um, I would go so far as to say I'm kind of, I'm a little bit surprised it even got made. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude and I hate giving bad reviews and, and they put, I'm sure they put a lot of effort to, into it. And, and I, I'm not saying he's not a talented guy. And I'm glad that his son is making his mark as well. But it just, 
I mean, I got to believe that it's largely due to the fact that it's backed by Rob Lowe. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. He was, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a big, he's still a big figure in Hollywood. Um, it just doesn't work. They, they, it was just trying too hard. That's what it is. It's just, it's so overly contrived that it's difficult to get. You can't get past it. The characters are even one dimensional. Um, not, not everybody. It's not all like very well acted. It's just, I feel bad. I really want. I really, really wanted to like it. How do you grade students? Easier than this, man. You you have a you have a whole page full of calculations here, and none of them are right. But I feel bad, so you get an A. No, they don't get A's. <laughs> they really don't. I do feel bad though. I do feel bad. No, I don't give A's. Understandable. It. it no. Like I, I understand that because you know my minor is a lot of artistic stuff. It'll be like, wow, you did the most difficult project you could possibly do, artistically speaking and technologically speaking. It came out terrible. You're still going to fail, but now you know 400 ways not to do something. I'm so. the same way. Like at the end of the season, at the end of the like semesters, or co- at the end of each quarter semester, students will come and be like, "Oh, can I? You know, is there any way I can get extra credit?" And I'll go, "Yeah. I mean, I think a better thing would be to get a time machine and go back and do the work, but we can't do that. So no. <laughs> like I don't have any Which problem like. with that. Um." Like the cute girl that could not your because you're whatever. This has never happened to me either. But you know, there's always those stories about the cute girl going to the college professor and be like, "What can I do to raise my grade?" Oh, really? You want to do something? Would you study? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And and you have been waiting and waiting to use that line. I know you have, and you just haven't had the opportunity <laughs> yet. And you're kind of bitter about it, aren't you? Yeah. Would you do your homework? Well, that would be really that'd be really hot. Thankfully for me, like they're they're not at that age level, so that's not even a thing. Um, I just genuinely want them to just do their goddamn work. But the I don't have a problem. Yeah, I, don't let, I don't let those germ factories within five feet. I don't, of me. <laughs> I don't have a problem being being difficult, but I really, 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 really was rooting for the show. Like I wanted, I was, I was so hoping it would be like a cross between like Silicon Valley and I, I don't know, 30 rock or something. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, but it's just, God, just to watch something else. Silicon Valley is back on the air, by the way. Wait, it's, it's, it's now on like regular cable. Really? And they're like treating, they're treating it like it's a brand new show and they've taken out all the swear words and like stuff. So it's on like, TNT or something. No, 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 mm. no. It's weird. No. It's like no, no, I, they were like on the next Silicon Valley. I'm like, huh? Because I watched it the first run on actual HBO. But I, yeah, that's one of my. It's it's a weird way of re like cycling. No, 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 no. That's okay. one of my favorites, and you can't take the swear words. Like, there's too much. There's too much of the uh, of the of the humor is is like super inappropriate. How that's that show each episode is going to be like five minutes. Like, I don't even understand how they did that. But anyway, moving on. Just one of the funniest moments I've ever seen on television. Love that show. When he goes, it's hard to explain. When the dude tries to like yell at his boss and puts his hand on the papers on his desk and they slip out from under him and he he smashes smashes his face face into the desk. It's so good. It's so good. 
like, wow, that was really badass Every- until it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he did was a disaster. That show was phenomenal. Yeah. Anyway, moving on oh. before I weep. Uh, we're going to probably finish this thing off with, uh, I don't know, we got John Wick 4. Uh, let's do Dungeons and Dragons first, then John we, Wick. And, and then we still have Mario Brothers. And then Mario, yeah. Uh, let's do Dungeons and Dragons here, I think. All right. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I was never a Dungeons and Dragons kid playing-wise, but I always liked the art. And In fact, I think I had some of the, the guidebooks just because I was a big fan of like different monsters and drawing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh but I never really had too much of a chance to play. Um, so Dungeons and Dragons, I didn't put the release date on here, but it was uh, a week ago. So what was it? Uh, like March 28th or so. Um, it was directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Not that one. Oh, we know um, that guy. Yeah, but not oh, that actual that one. Yeah. Uh, starring Chris Pine, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, who I usually, well, I'm, I, she's great in this. I'll just say that. Uh, Renee Jean Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, uh, Hugh Grant, Chloe Coleman, and Daisy Head. Um, a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark, embark on an epic quest to retrieve a, lo- retrieve a lost relic, but things go dangerously awry. Danger. Oh my god. That's what happens when I drink fizzy water before I try to podcast. Dangerously awry. When they run afoul of the wrong people. Um, so... When I first saw the trailer, I was like, wow, they're really putting a lot of money into a Dungeons & Dragons movie. And I was, and then I started, and the trailer was pretty good, and then I started seeing some early reviews, and I started hearing from people that are into Dungeons & Dragons, and they really liked it, and said it was good, but it wasn't unapproachable. Like, you could, anyone could go see it. And then I saw some other reviews and from people that weren't Dungeons & Dragons people, and they really liked it, so I was like, okay. So I basically told the family last Friday when I'm like, hey, this movie's coming out. I want to have like a family date night. Let's go see this movie. And they were, okay. And they were yeah. on board. Yeah, and they loved it too. They oh, were all good. like, well, we would. Um, Alicia was like, well, I wouldn't have thought um, thought about seeing that movie, but it was great. Um, so it is, it's kind of, uh, we'll say lore light when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like you don't have to know everything about Dungeons and Dragons. It's It's definitely funny. The mm-hmm. jokes almost always land. Um, there's some bad. the The fight sequences are really well done. Um, there's one that was actually released as a trailer, um, a a sequence where they're about to behead Michelle Rodriguez, and like she kind of while she's she's chatting with the guy that's about to behead her, she's like, "Can we just get like she's just asking him questions about his axe? Like, oh, where'd you get that? Oh, that's oh, is that how do you clean that? <laughs> and while she's doing it, she's like pulling a brick out of the ground that she like flips around and uses it to block the ax. Um, and it's like, it's a great sequence. Like it's just mm-hmm. a quick in alley action sequence. It's awesome. Um, and without, I'm not going to ruin any of the stuff. There's, um, you know, great monsters. Um, and they look, they look good and they're recognizable to any, to people that have a passing knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yeah, was, uh, there's the, uh, let's see, there's a mimic, which is the what is a mimic? It's like the treasure chest that turns yeah. into a like monster. Uh, you get to see an owl bear, a black dragon. Um, you get to see the, of course, the world famous gelatinous cube, which we knew was going to be in there because of the toy that came yeah, out for they it. They released the toy. Um, a displacer beast, which um, uses like kind of creates its own holograms of itself to like sneak up on things. Um, 
so just different uh, things like that. Um, and they just they all of them lead to good good parts of the movie. Like it's not none of it seems like it's just kind of thrown in there. Oh, let's throw another monster in. Like it's all decent. There's all there's um, a reason for each thing. Yeah, the way I kind of describe it, and this I might be wrong here because I'm this movie obviously is a classic, but like it's almost like Indiana Jones, but with swords and stuff. Like it's a quest. Um, the characters are, are likable. Um, my favorite character is Sophia Lillis's character. Um, she's the she's a shapeshifter. I don't know what the thing is. Druid. It's a druid that. Okay, so she's that, and she can turn into the she turns into the owl bear and other such creatures, but. They do a lot of sequences where she's like shape shifting, um, as she's just trying to escape stuff and going to little animals, to big animals, to flying animals, to fish, to whatever. And it's just, and they do that thing where the camera's kind of behind the the her, so like it's chasing her, and it's just a good action packed sequence. Um, the best part of the movie for me personally, it won't be for you guys probably, but there is a giant pudgy dragon. <laughs> nice and. The dragon, of course, is in a cave with lots of treasure. Actually, it's with – they're climbing up this this thing, and there's bones everywhere. Like, the dragon has feasted on quite a few knights and villagers and such. And then you see the dragon's head appear, and then as the dragon's trying to pop out of this, like, small hole, you realize that it's the dragon's also really, really fat. That's funny. And Michelle Rodriguez is like, wow, that's a pudgy dragon. But what's funny is just the way the dragon moved, it's kind of moved just a little bit like our serial killer cat mm. we have. Um, nice. Who uh, likes to eat as many lizards on the back patio as possible, and she is also a little pudgy. That's funny. Um, so, like at the same time, me, my kid, and my wife were just were like, Laney. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely Laney. <laughs> so poor, poor Laney. Got just like all three of us were like, that was definitely that dragon. Um, really, uh, it did pretty well in the theaters. I was definitely paying attention to the box office because. I had such a good time with it that there was. I definitely wanted more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it did pretty well. I'm not sure what will happen, but um, far better than the other Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, the other Dungeons and Dragons was terrible. Yeah, and I, I saw that for free because I was working at Blockbuster at the time, um, and I wanted my money back. Um, not good, but uh, the only thing that like I would say I disliked about it would be just the fact that some people still think Dungeons and Dragons. Why would I say that? Like I'm not a nerd. Like it has. There's stigma. It has a stigma. Like it could be like, well, it's unapproachable because or uh, unaccessible because I've not played Dungeons Dragons. You don't have to have played Dungeons. You, you just if you enjoy swords, if you enjoy adventure and action and just stuff that's very tongue in cheek, where nothing seems like it's going to be a big deal because everyone's kind of joking the whole time. It's fun. Um, so don't worry about like the nerd side of things. Um, you know, it's, I will definitely watch it again. It's probably going to be one of those that like, when I don't really know what I want to watch, like, I want to watch a movie, but I can put it on and just enjoy it. I'm probably going to try and sneak out tomorrow and see it. Nice. You should do that. I like a good fantasy adventure action movie. Yeah. But when you say fantasy, it's different. Mm -hmm. I know what you're, I know what you're really talking about. Omar's fantasies are different. Yeah. I mean, I'm usually in them. (laughs) So transparent. With feathers, <laughs> feathers, feather boa. Wait, I actually have feathers, like I can fly, or like yes. I'm being tarred and feathered. No yes. feather boa, feather boa, and I'm wearing a feather yes. boa. Okay, I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> Getting weirder and weirder. When's your, when's your birthday again? Every day is my birthday. Don't be afraid. Wait, what are we talking about? It's wait. It, did it just pass? It actually did. It's been a month and. Why did we not say? Why did we not say? A month and three days. Uh, oh, I was in Washington D.C. on my uh, actual birthday. Mm. That it's. I've had a crazy two months. Yeah, that's why we've been late with some episodes. All of us have been traveling all yeah. over the place and work stuff, and we've been um, conventions and. It's yeah. been wild. So, Not always okay. Uh, if you like fun, go see Dungeons and Dragons, and then uh, see it again. Cause, and again, because I want more, and I and the cast is great. Uh, the The sorcerer that kind of sucks is played by Justice Smith, who is in Detective Pikachu as the lead. And Sophia Lillis was uh, uh, in It. She was one of the kids from. Oh, it. cool. Hmm. She was okay. the the one that became Jessica Chastain's character. Oh, she's the main. She's the girl from the yeah, the, the, like the with the reddish girl. hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, nice. So, I love that book. Uh, John Wick Four. Well, from from one fun romp to another, I got to see John Wick. Did you get to see this yet, Greg? Yeah, I did. Okay, excellent. Um, it was released on March twenty fourth of this year. Uh, it's directed by Chad Stahelski. Language. And it does star Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, George, George U, Lance Reddick, aww, Clancy Brown, Ian McShane, Marco Zorer, Bill Skarsgård, Donnie Yen. Um, it, the synopsis is John Wick kills a whole bunch of people. I mean, that's that's pretty much how all of these John Wick movies go. Uh, John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. Now, he doesn't really defeat the high table, so that's that synopsis is incorrect. And it's um, not, he's, yeah, the uncovering a path thing, it's like, it makes it seem like he was out looking for a way to defeat them. Yeah, like him he was going to kill everyone at the high table, and he, and he doesn't. I mean, it's one dude. One dude who was put in his way by the high table. Um, but, you know, he's he's fighting for his freedom, basically. Um, and, you know, there there were just just so, so many deaths in this movie. <laughs> uh, okay. They, they were close, actually, to what I've heard was the record for on-screen deaths in a single movie by one character. Do you happen to know what that is? The record for on-screen deaths by one character. Yes. Okay. Right. So this has to be on-screen. It can't be like, you know, the dude in Die Hard 2 that kills an entire plane full of people. Right. No, it's it's not implied. or st- Like, the sinking of the Titanic wouldn't count. Like, Alderaan wouldn't count because you don't actually see the, see the people, you know. it's It's, you know, one character killing, you know, person after Kill person Bill? after person after person. No. Hold Solid on. guess, but no. Is it that karate movie? It is. Oh, shit. I forget the name of it. I own it, Wait, too. Karate. Uh, Lone Wolf and the Cub or something like L- that? L- Lone Wolf and Cub. No, that's not the one I own. There's another one. But I guess okay. it wasn't that one. But there's an- there's another one where it's like like a, a thousand assassins or something. Yeah, like that. Lone Wolf and Cub or whatever. The main character himself kills like 150 people in that. With a sword, no less. Okay. 
Um, John Wick kills right around 140 people in this movie. <laughs> and he's the good guy. And he's the good guy. Um, of course he does. And, you know, I've been critical of the, uh, of the John Wick movies in the past, you know, with, with the aging Reeves, I've mentioned multiple times about watching him run and how painful it is. Um, and the unrealistic, you know, superhuman feats that, that John Wick pulls off. I mean, they were toned down a little bit, but there, there definitely were some of those in this movie. Uh, one that comes to mind, I believe he was, he jumps out like a third story window and lands on a car and gets up and walks away. And then soon thereafter climb. uh, So here's my John Wick thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I like the movies. I think they're super stylized. I think they're very cool. I love Keanu Reeves. I like, Mm -hmm. I really, really like Ian McShane. If Ian McShane's in a movie, I'm, that definitely makes me more likely to see that movie. Um, but they're exhausting. Cause like one, like they're, it's basically like, okay, here's five minutes of what the situation is. Mm-hmm. And now run for your life and fight everyone in your way. With yeah. And that was kind of what I said. This, that, that's kind of what I had written down here was that this was basically just a really long fight scene. Um, they do break it up just enough so that I wasn't like completely bored and I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm done. I can't, I can't watch any more of this violence. Um, cause it's exhausting. Like it I is, could, I really could never, is. like they do those things where like, you know, John Wick 4 is coming out. You can come to the movie theater and watch John Wick 1, 2, 3, and 4 on the big screen. And like, no. I would be exhausted. Like, no, I, of all of those, I would, the, the most rewatchable one for me is John Wick 1. The first yeah, the original, and that's the one I can't ever watch again because well, but that's that's not because of the movie itself. That's just because yeah. of the uh, instigating factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they do break up break up the fighting just enough for it to be a fun ride. And there's there's some neat kills that that help that you can catch if you pay attention. Um, I I did notice there was a lot of really great camera work in the movie. Did you see that? Did you notice yeah, that? It had, I mean, those those movies always have great um, cinematography. And I and I love it when when action movies don't rely on the the close up shaky fight cam where you can't you you can't see shit you just see a lot of frenetic action and it's like oh they're fighting oh they're fighting oh my god look at this and you you can't actually see anything and I think that's because they do enough cool choreography that they want you to be able to see it. So you get you get those neat little tricks or the the little flips that he does with the guns, um, the the cool the cool little reversals that he does with the martial arts uh, things, uh, the, the martial arts moves and stuff. Um, they want you to be able to see the level of expertise that John Wick is supposed to have with a hand to hand fighting and b the gunplay. Because um, Keanu Reeves put in a lot of work to be able to do all that stuff, I'm sure. and he he honestly he did a really great job in this movie. Um, I always wonder. Would you agree with that, Greg? Oh, definitely, definitely yeah. agree with that. Um, you know, like the the sw- switching of the the mags, like he does it with this really cool. Like, there's one shot yep. where he's where he's pulls the old one and puts the other one in, but like they're both in the same hand. It, it's it was just a as if he had done it a hundred times before. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he probably has because he practiced the shit out of a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing, there's a couple things. Uh, one, the stairs sequence 
is another one of those where like he climbs up like 100 and, or 200 and something stairs. They say how many it was mm-hmm. fighting people the whole way. Gets to the very top and gets kicked down them where he literally rolls all the way down. All the way back down to the bottom. And I'd be interested to know how that worked out time-wise because I'm pretty sure that that scene lasted longer than the time that he had left to make it up the stairs. Which was sunrise, yeah. Like, it really did. Um, Because they said that he had, like, eight minutes, and I feel like that scene went on for about 15 to 20. Yeah. Like, I really want to take that scene and put it to um, Eddie Murphy talking about his aunt falling down the stairs. Ah! <laughs> oh Lord Jesus Christ, Lord help me, George. <laughs> Lord help me. I'm halfway down. Hold on. <laughs> oh, that's solid. <laughs> like I, I, like I do. I, like as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, that's, so that's what that looked like. Um, I'm gonna do it. I gotta find it. I gotta find that. And as soon as that movie is available on digital, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Eddie Murphy's uh, ant in there. Um, now everyone else is gonna do it too because I said it on a podcast. Um, yeah. So that. That was the one thing, and like, uh, who was out? There was something else too that you you just brought up with with uh, John Wick. But I'm and and I got to thinking with with the the we're we're gonna we're gonna play a little game here. It's it's not anything oh, okay. big, but because um, I got to thinking, you know how I talked earlier about the uh, the most most deaths by a single character in or most on screen deaths by a single character in a movie. I got to thinking who what characters have the highest body count. The character now, not in a single movie, but what character has the highest body count? Do either of you think you have a guess as to anyone in the top 5? Not in a single movie necessarily? Correct. So it's say probably James Bond would be in there. James Bond would actually be number one. Really? Okay. Oh, nice it, well, and see, this has been hard to nail down because you know some different uh, some places have different numbers and that's whatnot. Where, and that's where Rob's been. He's been watching every action movie ever with a with a with tablet. Yeah, counting exactly. But one. <laughs> James Bond is right around six hundred kills. I think they've got him listed at like five ninety seven, um, give or take. But he's right around six hundred kills. So he's actually number one. But he's also been doing it for like six decades, which is why he's so high. What a, the first thing that came to mind for me, and partially because we're talking about Keanu Reeves, was Neo. Okay, no, because it, but then then the question becomes, does that really count? Because they're like all digital, like he's not really actually killing people. Yeah, Neo's not on the list. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know if this is a sequel or not, but I know there's a ton. Um, the dude from Hard Boiled, um, Tequila, is that his name? I don't think I don't know if he's in other movies, but like he kills everybody in China, basically, <laughs> or in Hong Kong, like, <laughs> like kills everyone in, in in like the only thing left in Hong Kong at the end of that movie is a bunch of like doves flying off, <laughs> flying away as he like, <laughs> yeah. As he brushes dumpling flour off of his of jacket. Yeah. Well, according according to what I've been able to find, um, one of the one of the characters we've already mentioned is actually number two. That's Ogami Ito from the Lone Wolf and Cub series. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that he's makes sense. he's he's at five hundred plus. Um. Would. 
John McLean. Nah, John McLean is usually small team, so it wouldn't be him. No. Um, There's a big one. Superman? No. Big one. It's got to be. Movie. All right. Think this through. What does he kill? What does the big one kill them with? All kinds of military weapons. Kills them softly with his song? Nice. Nicely done. All kinds of military weapons. Military weapons. Rambo. There you go. Oh, damn. And then of course, and then of course we have uh, Mr. John Wick, whose count is over four hundred at this point. I think he's at like three, or he's at like four thirty-nine, I believe. Yes, that's four. four. Or four thirty-nine, yeah, because because of number four. But I think he's actually going to stop there because, from what I've heard, they don't really have any intentions of of progressing with any more John Wick movies. We, we gotta we gotta talk about that too. Yeah. People that that will be our spoiler. We'll warn you. But I also think that rounding out the top five, okay, is a uh, a slasher villain. Ooh. Jason, do you have uh, any idea which slasher cracked into the top Jason? five? I would guess Jason too. No. Uh, Jason is number two. Not Michael Myers. I feel like it's not Freddy. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I think Michael Myers is number two. Jason is number three. Who killed more than Fre- Not Freddy. I was going to say Freddy, maybe? No. Uh, Even older. And I, I don't know what went into actually counting this. Older. But. Leatherface? Pinhead has over 300. Pinhead? Kids. Really? Wow. Yeah. According to what I've been able to find. And like I said, I don't know that all of his kills are actually... I, I, I don't know how they counted his kills, but according to what I've been able to find, Pinhead has over 320 kills. So many watch lists. Interesting. That's so many watch Is the lists. Pinhead... The, is that movie with like the female Pinhead? Is that out yet? Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been out. It was good. Was it, it was good? good? Yeah? Yeah. All right. I see. I'm not. I thought you reviewed it on the podcast. <laughs> I don't do. No, I don't do horror movies. Like just in general, like as a rule. I reviewed it on the podcast. Maybe you did. Maybe maybe it was it was October. But anyway. Now, what did you want to touch on about them not making? Okay. So, yes. Uh, spoiler. 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 Uh, if you did not see John Wick Four, <laughs> and you were planning on seeing John Wick Four, uh, the ending. Yes or no? Um, did he or didn't he? Possible for now, yes, but in the future, if they want to, no. Uh, yeah, I think it, for like it was planned, yes, but this movie made so much money that maybe no, because <laughs> they might back up the truck. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Are you going to spoil it? I do. I do like. I do like the way they presented it. Yes, and and they presented it in a way that it could go either way. That they could that they could say, you know what, that's it, or they could say, well, actually, you know that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I always find this is something I was thinking about because after you did, uh, you reviewed Scream Six. I finally yes. watched the Scream Five, uh-huh. 
And I was thinking of like whenever they do any of these movies where there's a twist or or something like that, there's so much stuff that they show the viewer mm-hmm. that the character would wouldn't do if they were really the villain, like them acting like a good guy when no one else is around, right? Like and doing things like oh, pretending like they're scared of the villain, but no one is there to see them, and it's kind of so like and it sort of crossed my mind during John Wick where like the two characters at the end of the movie that go to visit him. Mm-hmm. Like if they're talking and acting as if he's in fact gone. Right. But how, if he wasn't, who would have done all the elaborate burial and stuff that we said, spoiler alert, but you know, there's no possible way that either, like that either of those two people would not be part of what, of hiding him somewhere. Right. Um. Yeah. So, but that could be explained away as you know them being watched. So them actually, because you know it's all like spy intrigue and stuff with with these movies. So, I mean, it could be that they're being watched and they're just putting up the um the facade that you know this is how it is. Yeah. So. It's like when someone's trying to be like another thing that always gets me with spy movies is someone's trying to be like all sneaky and -hmm. is like talking into a newspaper or like just walking and talking like, oh, no one will know that you have an earpiece in. But like everyone walks around with a phone. So Mm -hmm. like would it be any less weird to walk around with the phone on your ear? Right. So that was John. And now. Now I'm curious, though, because you mentioned that you saw Scream 5. Did what did you think of that? Did you did you agree with me? Were you yelling at the screen like, just fucking shoot him in the face? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Why are you leaving, you dipshit? <laughs> You're t- in the hospital? Yeah, well, when when he died. The scene where he died. Because he left the body there, had a gun in his hand, and didn't stop to put a couple of rounds into the body that was laying there. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? You deserve that. You're dead. <laughs> so you're, t- and you're talking about Dewey, right? Yeah. Yeah, true. Well, and again, this is something he's lived with for 20 years of his life, too. Yeah. We got to get out of here. We got to get. No, you got to put a cap in his ass. Yeah. That's that. That's one of the reasons that that those movies are so annoying to watch. <clears throat> it's like. Instead of taking care of it, finally, you're. You're too busy going. Uh, 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 and then like trying to hobble away but you have just killed a person. Like they're just laying there. <laughs> like the, the whole reason for the whole thing is like laying there unable to defend himself, just killed him. Right. Well, and the thing that made that, that scene even more egregious was that Dewey was not hampered in any way. He just had two people with him that he was trying to get to safety. And I'm like, the the best thing that you can do for their safety is to finish that motherfucker right, take off. care of the situation. <laughs> and and instead, he's like, oh, no, we got to go. We got to go. Bullshit. Put a bullet in. <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> then you don't have to go anywhere. Then you can take all the damn time you want. You take off the mask, see who it was. Exactly. And, then, and I'm like, like what? Determine the if the shit? situation is like, oh, wow, it was this person. Maybe that person is working with someone else. And, yeah. oh. and he would have gotten away with it, too, if it meddling weren't for you meddling kids. kids. <laughs> Yeah, you know, one of the 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 other killer in that movie actually it might have been that guy too, but the killer in that movie was uh, was uh, from the boys. He's Dewey or whatever his name is from the mm. boys. Oh, nice. Oh, that's funny. 
Spoiler, by the way. Yeah. It was, again, out for a year and a half. Okay. We are going to now talk about a movie that's been out for uh, about uh, 12 hours. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's a me, Mario. Robbio. Yeah. Okay. So, Super Mario Brothers movie came out today. Hey, no spoilers. Or 523. I will not I'm be spoiling this movie. Mushrooms make him bigger. Oh my god, I, you've ruined it. I now. Me too. Wait, Turtles are villains. <laughs> uh, came out today, directed by Aaron Horvath and Michael or Michelle Jelenic. We'll say Michelle Jelenic. Uh, starring uh, Jack Black, Carrie Payton. Carrie Payton, by the way, I, I knew that the guy that plays the voice of Cyborg was named Carrie Payton. Mm-hmm. I knew. That the guy that played uh, the dude with the tiger in Walking Dead is named Carrie Payton. Oh, it's that guy. I'd never put it. I never put it together that it was the same oh, that's person. That's cool. <laughs> because because Carrie Payton is such a common name. K H A R Y, by the way. Yeah. Um, oh, that's but, cool. I like that spelling. Actually, kind of neat. Yeah, uh, and I like him in general. Uh, Chris Pratt as Mario. Charlie Day as Luigi. Oh, Char- no kidding. Charles Martinet. Yeah. Uh, Charles Martinet, the actual voice of Mario, plays Mario's dad, Giuseppe. Oh, and Giuseppe, sorry. Uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to go past like the smaller characters. Uh, John DeMa- uh, let's see here. Man, I hate Sebastian when they... Maniscalco. I don't know who that is. Oh my god, he's hilarious. He's a great, uh, he's a stand-up comedian. And he uh, was in uh, The think... Irishman, too. That movie was really long, so yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, let's see, John DiMaggio, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. She is the lar- the woman with the large eyes that plays chess. Uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong and Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Uh, this movie, as we uh, – when I first heard that it was coming out or when I first saw the first trailer, I became very, very excited just because – I don't know. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Mario Brothers kid, yeah, man. Same. I love that movie. I love that game. Yeah. yeah and it's you know the, what my problem with the trailer was. How, how did that pan out? Yeah, well, I'll get to that. Okay. That. Um, the story of Super Mario Brothers on their journey through the Mushroom Kingdom. That, of course, is the tagline. It doesn't really didn't really need more um, story than that. Uh, with trailer and a lot of other people, people were pissed off that they hired Chris Pratt because, um, like, oh, let's get a big name star in there. Um, they knew that that was going to be a problem. They definitely do some plays off of it. Um, the opening sequence, which was in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. It's the Penguin attack. Then, of course, as the you know they do that thing where the fire goes across the screen and wipes the screen clean and and you end up in the real world and you see Mario doing stuff. Um, they show him doing the full-on Italian, it's me, you know, Mario, you know, the whole Italian thing. Um, and it turns out that it's just a commercial, like his commercial for his plumbing company. Oh, that's um, funny. So... You start off with the full Italian thing, and then like Luigi's like, do you think that was a little much? No, actually, I think Mario was like, do you think that was a little much? Luigi's like, no, we want to play off our Italian heritage or something. Um, so that was kind of it. There is a little bit of an Italian accent. It comes and goes throughout. Mm-hmm. It did not get in the way of the movie, I don't think. Um, the movie okay. is – like there's something about uh, the Illumination movies, Minions, Despicable Me. Uh, what are the other ones? Secret Life of Pets, that kind of thing, where it's kind of they, they do the setup and then they just kind of go. Mm-hmm. And like in some ways they can be exhausting if you're not in the right mood. And other times it's just this fun little romp. And then you, when you're done, what was that about? I don't know. But the part with the minions, was fun. but the part with the minions farting was funny. So that was cool. Um, so this is kind of like that basic story. 
you know, the Bowser taking over the kingdoms and Mario ending up in there and having to stop him. It's basically the game. Uh, it does not add any sort of weird lore. You know, it's not like Mario was actually born here and then transported to the, <laughs> the real world. You know, like they don't do any of that crap. They don't need to. And like, I'm glad they didn't. You know, it's just fun. If um, There's a lot of callbacks to the games. A lot of callbacks to old school Nintendo, actually. You know how like every like real good Italian restaurant will have like pictures of like random boxers on the wall? Like if you walk into an Italian restaurant mm-hmm. like and, there, and there's pictures of like black and white photos of like boxers on the wall, you know it's going to be really fucking good. <laughs> Rocky Marciano. Like, yeah. 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 So like they're in an Italian restaurant early in the movie and like on the wall, they've got pictures of like glass Joe and the, the trainer from Mar- from punch out. Oh my God. That's so like, funny <laughs> up on the wall. Yes. I love that. And it's like, and it, like, but what's funny is like, I watch it. I'm like, man, I could use some chicken parm right now. I could <laughs> use a, like a giant fucking meatball like right now. Um, so little things like that. One of the whole thing that Mario was starting a business was after he, um, he broke away from, uh, from his former boss who's like mad at him for it. And it's the guy from the, the old game wrecking crew from the Nintendo uh, foreman spike, I think was his name. Uh, the guy that basically wreck it Ralph was based on. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So there's little things like that, but you don't need to know that stuff to understand. Right, like if you don't know that it doesn't take away from the movie. Yeah. And yeah, there's little jokes with the, the different power ups that are in there, which I, which I really liked. So that's all good. Um, in the trailer, you saw that they, of course, get to uh, um, uh, Mario Kart and Donkey Kong stuff in there. So that's that's all good. The uh, it's it's just kind of a fun movie. Like my kid loved it; he was like super excited about it. it, it this movie's going to do really well. It's going to do better than people think. First okay. of all, the the theater was packed on a Wednesday night. Uh, school night, you know, mm. and um, we were in the big theater. Every seat was taken, which I haven't seen in a while. Of course, I don't go on opening night anymore, but except for now, apparently. But there was also we tried to get in the five forty one; it was sold out. We tried to get in the six something one; it was sold out, and the six forty five one was also sold out. Really? So this wow. movie's killing it. Yeah. Um, they, it's tracking. For 125 million for this weekend, um, it is Easter weekend. I don't know if that helps it or hurts it, but um, I'm intrigued. I want to see how it does. Um, is because you know people were dressed up for it. People were they. I mean, even the theater itself. So you know they have the little bars in the theaters now. The all of the drinks were Mario themed. Nice. So oh, like, cool. and they had like. Like, even the menu had, like, the little bricks in it, you know, like, the little platforms and bricks and stuff, like, the digital menus. Um, when we were coming out of the movie after we saw it, uh, there was a group of people coming in, and every single one of them was dressed up like a Mario character. Um, there was a kid that was uh, dressed as Waluigi. He had a phenomenal mustache. Um, so, and it's only an hour and 30 minutes, so it's not like they can't play it in almost, you know, like, every two hours, basically, they can reset the theater. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, so were you guys, were you guys Mario guys? Love Mario. Oh, I play, I played the Mario games growing up. I had a Nintendo. Still a huge fan. Like, yeah, like I was, I never beat Super Mario Brothers, oddly enough. I could never beat that because I didn't have the internet to know the path that you took. Because you had to like run. You had to do a certain way to get past that, that castle. 
Yeah. But if you didn't know the pattern, um, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, like, okay, I was a, this is going to be a surprise to everyone, huge nerd in middle school. It's a very big nerd. No! Right? I don't know. I yeah, don't no. remember that. Had the thick turtle shell glasses with that would get dark in the sun. That was a good idea. 17, 16 on a Harley. No, I became less of a nerd in high school, slightly. <laughs> but in but middle school, huge ah. nerd. But I remember for one time I was cool was because someone accidentally put Mario Brothers 3 out on the shelf early. And I had Mario Brothers 3 at the Sears at Town Center um, oh, wow. about a month before a month before anyone Wait, else. Wait, that was really an accident? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So I ended up with it early. And it was one of those times where, like, you know, like you tell your parents, like, look, I have to get this right now. Um, and they're like, well, yeah, you know, save up your allowance money. I'm like, no, this time, there's no other opportunity for me to get this. Please get it from me right now. <laughs> and uh, did they, they, they did. caved on it? Uh, I mean, I did chores around the house or something. Like, my dad was an accountant. I There was no getting past <laughs> That's right. paying you know, things off. <laughs> um, That's funny. So, but yeah, no, so there, like that, but I still remember like, that was like the one time in middle school I was actually cool because I came in with like I brought the booklet from it, the instruction book. Yep, for and, proof that you owned it. And they were like, "What? How did you get that?" It was magical. Like, yeah, it was the only time. And I'm like, and this is when when I get to be cool in middle school. Like I, you know, like even now if I build a time machine, the first thing I would do is go back and bully myself in middle school. Like, yeah, I was I was that much of a nerd, but still, um. So I was a big Mario kid, and seeing the, like, even the stuff that I'd forgotten, like, little gags here and there, and just, like, it was, it, you know, the thing that got me, there's a joke, and it's in the trailer, where he jumps on the, one of the platforms that kind of looks a little bit like a donut, and then it shakes and then falls. Okay, um, yeah. Like, I had forgotten about those somehow, and as soon as I saw it, it was like, like, you get that, like, moment of, like, oh, shit, hurry up! <laughs> and that's where it, uh you know, when I saw it in the game, in the movie, I was like, awesome. Or... Or till this day, I still get a little bit of anxiety when I hear the do 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 do. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, and the the music starts speeding up, and you're like, yep. "Oh shit, yep. gotta go!" Feel your, feel, your, <laughs> yeah. feel your blood pressure going up. Mm-hmm. And there's the there's a couple uh, sequences. There's actually some music sequences, but like it's literally Bowser playing a piano, and he he plays the do 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 do, and it's like, oh. So it's just fun. Like I, there, the first critique I read about it was like, you know, I thought it was like some, I, I don't know what the guy was getting at. He basically, it's, it was like, a, we'll say a three page critique, like scrolling through on the internet. And it was all about how like it sucked and it was childish and whatever. That's but, kind of the point though, but, isn't it? Yeah. But like then he like, is like, yeah, but you know, it was all this and that was bad. And like, I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be really childish in the first 50 seconds and says blah, blah, blah. But you know, it's made for kids. Well, well duh. Of course. so what do you, God, I... like, yeah, like, I'm like, I don't know why they don't take into account the target, target audience. Well, the, that's the whole and, point. And I've complained about that in the past. I mean, that, my, my argument for that is that's like the people who go to a Godzilla movie and complain that there's no plot. I mean, the plot is Godzilla destroying the friggin' That's, city, okay? That, that is the plot of every Godzilla movie. Godzilla might actually be number one on the most people killed if you don't have to do it on oh, screen. That's a good point. Correct. That's a good one. But I feel the same way about that. It's like, I remember people going, Transformers had no plot. 
What are you talking about? It's robots well, it fighting and blowing things. But but that's what I I got exactly what I wanted out of it. I I did. I not. thought it was great. It was robots ex- like blowing things up and fighting and punching each other in the face. Yeah, no, it was great. It it, it was it was not great. Look, they're bad. We, we movies. differ. They're very on that. bad movies. They're not good movies. What I'm saying is they're extremely bad. But what movies. I'm saying is the special effects are amazing. You are right. correct. The special effects are really great, but that does not save those it, movies. I wanted to see robots because because, because <laughs> the special effects in those movies are not the focal point of the movie. They make too much effort to make uh, Sam Witwicky the focus of those Fair movies, enough. and they don't they don't do enough with the actual story with Sam Witwicky. And it's like, oh, special effects and explosions. Woo, woo, woo. My, and- pr- my problem with the Transformer movies, and I'm weird about that too because, well, my problem is, so anytime there's a sequence where there's a car driving down a highway, right, and something happens, the car turns into a robot and starts running, and you kind of see, like, that camera shot where it, like, goes out the path, like, goes from the driver's side and, like, something goes by the car really fast and the camera whips around. Right. They do that. Uh-huh. It's really familiar, right? Because it's been in like three of the Transformers movies. It's the same goddamn footage. It's like literally the same goddamn footage. Doesn't bother me. They bought, they filmed it once and, and then just, just changed which robots. And I'm like, you could like literally lay it on top of each other. It's the same. And for a movie that's that expensive, that's kind of lazy. Do- and that's, mm-hmm. that's not caring about your fans. But I, I feel I like, think. I feel like the, the overall that- point is, Similar to what you were saying, that it's just it's about the expectation of the movie. Uh, look, I mean, if you took everything out of the, if you just gave me robots fighting and took out everything in between, I'd be fine with it. That being said, have you seen the side by side views of Mowgli and Christopher Robin, like going around uh, social media or no. whatnot, where it is literally the exact same scene and movement? It's like oh, just from the classic with a Disney skin, yeah, or whatever, yeah, just with a different skin. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. It, Christopher Robin walking through the uh, walking through the Hundred Acre Wood, and Mowgli walking through the jungle. I mean, they is like literally... the walk is it like the high elbow walk? No, no, no. It's like the same motions. Like Christopher Christopher Robin jumps off a log, and Mowgli jumps off a rock, and they're literally in the same move. Like you could lay them over and each other, no and the. And the character would be doing the exact same movement. Like if like you swap, he jumps off a log. The other guy jumps off a rock. They walk across. One kid walks across a log, and the other guy, the, the other kid, like walks across a river. And it's like, what the shit? That's amazing. That's. Funny. And then there's another scene, like where where Mowgli is has his face licked by um a, by another a, by a vagrant. Actually, is weird. Yes, a, by by an animal, and and they guy overlay and... that with Wart from Sword in the Stone who gets his face licked by the dogs in the castle, and it's the exact same movement. It's like, oh, what? That's pretty wild. Huh. That's pretty I'm funny. i look that up. What is that, like on Instagram or whatever? Like, where's that? Uh, uh, yeah, I saw it on Instagram. If you look up, uh, it's Disney's copied animation scenes video part two has the, um, well, that's the Mowgli Christopher Robin one. Mm-hmm. It's uh, on History vs. Hollywood. Um. It's actually back from March third, two thousand twenty. Oh, okay. yeah. And you, you, you see what I'm talking about, right? It's the exact same movement. It's literally the same scene. 
just yeah, like with different the backgrounds. Yeah, the throwing. That's interesting. Nice. Okay. Well, that is our reviews, I believe. Um, uh, if you want to have fun and you have an hour and a half of your life, uh, see Mario Brothers. It's very fun and cute. Um, and, I'll of course, uh, Dungeons and Dragons as well. I'm interested to see what you feel about those as you're the cranky one. <laughs> but don't ruin it for me because I enjoyed them both. Okay. Um, I, I enjoy, sure let's I put will. it this way. I enjoyed Dungeons and Dragons so much that it made, basically made me keep going back to the movies because I was like, that was a pleasurable movie experience. Did you, did you happen to purchase the exclusive popcorn bucket? I did not. Did you know about the exclusive popcorn bucket? Uh, it was it was not being advertised when I went there. It wasn't um, being advertised at all. It, you just had to know about it. Is it like the dice one? Yeah, the D20. Yeah, I didn't see that. I wish. I, I, mean, I don't know. I have too much crap in my house, so mm-hmm. I would have probably given it to you. I might have accepted it. I would There's have accepted a it, Chuck. D20 popcorn bucket? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what a D20 dice, is? The 20-sided whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, just, just I'd be all about a D12 uh, popcorn bucket. The rap group, Dirty Dozen, out in, from Detroit. I'd be totally about that. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Yeah. That's how my that's how my wife wooed me into falling in love with her. She she can rap Eminem spotlight oh. like she can Omar, rap you it. You don't see a lot of things coming. What? 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 She can flawlessly rap Eminem songs and you would not believe that looking at her. Well, the, when you said Dirty Dozen, I thought you meant for a second Dirty Dozen Brass Band. Uh, yeah. so I saw those guys with the Black Rose. That was ridiculous. It was amazing. Uh, we're talking about music. Sorry. Okay, sorry. I'm going right. to go to bed. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, now we'll have to do our question. And I think that's actually going to bring us to our Give Me Five question of the night. And our Give Me Five question is going to be inspired by John Wick. Not necessarily John Wick 4, but there was, in John Wick 3, there was a moment in John Wick 3 where I was like, come the fuck on. There is no way that asshole is still alive. And if you remember correctly, at the end of John Wick, John Wick 3, he actually gets shot falls off like a 15, 20-story building, hits one fire escape railing on the way down, and lands like face-first on the asphalt on the street below. There's no effing way he's still alive after that. Anyway, that got me thinking, because we did John Wick 4 tonight, what are some other injuries that you have seen action heroes or characters in movie, just characters in movie in general, sustain that you were like, there's no way they survived that? There's no way. There's no way they survived that. Give me five. Now, I realize this was hard to research, so it's probably going to be from memory, but... Greg, do you have anything? I have quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to, of course, do some honorable mentions, and there are reasons why they got bumped to honorable mention. Um, uh, Anakin Skywalker... Mm-hmm. There's, it's an honorable mention because there is a lot of leeway when it comes to uh, the Force and any pos- you know, the, the futuristic How technology. How much durability it gives them. Yeah, back to tanks and, you know, right. uh, breathing apparatuses. Um, I also wanted to do some that were, that they did for humor's sake, but, um, well, we'll talk about that later, but uh, 
I, there was two from Austin Powers. Okay. Um, Mustafa, the that's Will Ferrell's character that gets ex, ex, uh, launched from the table into a fiery pit. He's like, ah, oh, I'm very badly burned. <laughs> mm, okay. Then, okay. You shot me right in the leg. Like that. That was yeah. so good. Um, him. And also uh, Robin Swallows was another one of the characters. Um, Robin Swallows was uh, shot, uh, stabbed. Laun- he was, she was hit with a missile launcher, and she also fell off a building and survived. But that's, wow. you know, humor's sake. Um, and just because it's one of my favorite Looney Tunes characters, I had to go with Wiley Coyote in there, too. Just a shout-out to my boy Wiley. There you go. Um, literally wrote a paper on him in college. Really? Um, I did. That's pretty cool. It was really about Chuck Jones, who did the who was his, the animator of some of those, but yeah. Um, so, uh, my number five. I'm really torn on this one. I've got two there. So you can tell me which one is right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Myers from Halloween, shot a gazillion times, stabbed a bazillion times, mm-hmm. or Chev Chelios from Crank. <sighs> and see, I, I thought about both of these. And I had a hard time with them. Um, one, because they've gone back and forth with Michael Myers on, is he supernatural, is he not? I've always been under the impression that Michael Myers is one of the few slasher villains who is not supernatural. Now, if you're That's talking, my thought, too. If you're talking not supernatural Michael Myers, I would go with Michael Myers. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Michael Myers. uh, Because Chelios, Chelios, that movie was designed, was meant to be over the top and stupid. And they they accomplished that. And it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Crank is a lot of fun to watch. But it's it's meant to be tongue in cheek and it's meant to be over the top and and ridiculous and non-believable. I watched, uh, the weird thing about Crank is I watched it at my other house and... For some reason, I started the movie when I was standing, and that movie goes so fast that it occurred to me I was still standing in front of the television an hour later. Oh, yeah, because you're, yep, yeah, I know, I know exactly. It is nonstop. That movie literally is nonstop. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so we'll go Michael Myers. Uh, Number four is James Bond, specifically Skyfall. Um, He is shot twice, thrown off a bridge uh, into a raging river and survives. And it had to be, what, at least like a 200-foot drop? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. Um. Uh, number three, I'm going. Uh, this actually was number one for a while, and then I bumped. I bumped it back. Uh, number three for me is Indiana Jones. Uh, of course, the nuclear bomb in the uh, refrigerator, but happened to be lead lined. Yep. Um, so he yeah, did that, pull. Yeah, it, they would open up that fridge and he would pour out like a strawberry smoothie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number two, this one's comedy: The Black Knight from Monty Python. Yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, it, arm, my arms off, et cetera, et cetera. Or your arms off, not my arms off. Uh, and number one is John Wick. You already expl- explained why. Yeah. Um, so that's my number one. Uh, if you guys are not ready, I do. We do have a voicemail. You can. I, I'm ready, but you can go ahead and hit us with that voicemail. But the problem is, when we do the voicemail, it's going to be better than anything else to have to say. So you guys would just have to stop, and we'll just say goodbye. Yeah. And you can yeah say he's good. Really good. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Hey, it's Alec. Top five uh, scenes or characters that should have been dead <clears throat> from what happened would somehow survived. All right, my honorable mention, it goes to Denzel Washington and Man on Fire. Uh, he gets shot pretty fatally uh, the last time he gets shot in that movie and proceeds to be able to kind of navigate uh, the surrendering of the uh, 
the little girl he's protecting in exchange for himself. And then obviously he ends up dying in the, uh, in the car. And, but he should have died a lot sooner. So that's why he's an honorable mention because he did end up dying. But, uh, the fact that he was still able to do quite a bit after that scene while he was pretty much bleeding out, I thought was, uh, a little unbelievable. It didn't bother me, but since we're doing this topic, why not? Uh, number five, I have Bruce Willis and Die Hard. When he jumps, um, out of the building with the water hose attached, and then he's, you know, trying to, you know, get back into the building with his, you know, swinging against the glass with his bare feet. In real life, they, he's definitely dead. Um, I love that scene, though. Number four, um, you guys know I had to get this on there in some way. Mario, Mario Van Peebles in Jaws 4. Um, <laughs> that movie's awful. But, uh, there's a scene where he gets, they, they actually show the shark catching him as he falls off the boat. He should be dead. In fact, he really was supposed to be dead, but as you might remember, uh, they, after test screening, they decided his character needed to live. So somehow he survives getting devoured by a shark, by Jaws, out of all people. Number three, uh, Harrison Ford in The Fugitive, when he jumps up mm-hmm. to evade Timely Jones in that scene where uh, he says he didn't kill his wife. Uh, yeah, I don't think in real life he survived that. Number two... Home Alone, you can pick any of them, but I'm going to go with Daniel Stern throughout Home Alone 2. Where he's, I think he gets electrocuted at one point. Uh, there's another scene where bricks get thrown from the top of a tall building all the way onto his head multiple times. There's other things that happen in all those movies where both those guys should be dead, but specifically Daniel Stern. And then number one, I think, is the reason why you guys are doing it this weekend. You probably saw John Wick Chapter 4 recently. Um John Wick, just in general, he gets hit by cars, uh, he, he gets shot, he falls off of buildings and bangs off of other things, uh, on top of all the body blows that he takes. Uh, the man should definitely be dead. Of course, that's why he's uh, the Baba Yaga. But um, that's my list. Hope you like it. Thanks. Man, uh, Home Alone, how did I miss that? Like, yeah. just, the fire to the, just the fire to the head alone that like the way they shot it he holds his head there way longer than any normal person would and it would have caused like massive amounts of like mm-hmm. uh skin damage he would they, he would have died a horrible horrible death in the hospital afterwards yeah fair enough omar nice. do you have yours finished yeah i had to go i was gonna go with the arnold schwarzenegger theme but it, it didn't work um <clears throat> so uh, my honorable mention, and this one's an honorable mention because Gandalf is a wizard, so it doesn't quite count. But when he falls and he's like fighting the Balrog the whole time, and he just like falls and falls and falls and falls, like. But I get it; he's a wizard. That's why it's honorable mention. Um, Total Recall. At the end of the movie, they get like they're they're on Mars and they get like spit out of their little habitat and now they're on Mars like dying. Uh, he turns into uh the chick from Pee Wee's play playhouse. His, His eyes, eyes get, all, get big. all big or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well he wouldn't have lasted that long. Like remember he Correct. gets saved because they they finally are able to terraform Mars and the atmosphere forms and all that, but it, he wouldn't have had time. There would have been no way. They wouldn't have survived that. Um I also have the exploding the nuke from Indiana Jones. Let's pretend the heat <laughs> from a nuke, which is similar to the heat of the surface of the sun. Let's pretend that didn't cook him in there. 
it threw him so far that when he landed, it would have broken him in complete pieces. Um, Mm -hmm. He should not have survived that. Don Corleone. Yes. Gets shot a lot. Eight times. Eight times. There's no way, there's no reason for him to be alive after that. Um, I also have Richard Kimball from The Fugitive jumping off of the, um, what was that? That was like a dam. It was like a spillway or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a damn high jump. Uh, (laughs) Ah! done. I also have. Damn good answer. Everything from Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, But my big one is the bride from Kill Bill. Yes. She should not have survived. She was shot in the Literally. head for crying yep, out loud. Yep, straight in the head. Um, what kind of a shitty assassin shoots somebody in the head and doesn't actually kill him? But I th- and buried this alive. This was a fun. This was a fun list to make. Like this was a really good idea. I enjoyed. I enjoyed this one. Well, thank you. First of all, second of all, <laughs> I, I it ended up being fun for me as well. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I did have an honorable mention. Um, it's only honorable mention because there is some supernatural stuff involved, but probably the most abused single character in movie history. Ash. Oh. And you can and you can pick any number of injuries. He he should be dead like sixteen times over. Um he's my honorable mention. My uh my number five is going to be one that hasn't been mentioned yet. Um and it, it's not necessarily, he's, he's number five because it's not necessarily that he should be dead, but there's no effing way that it would have happened. And that's in, I don't even remember which one it was because there's been like 27 of them now, but it was in one of the Fast and the Furious movies where The Rock was standing up outside of his car and he had a chain wrapped around his arm and he was holding a helicopter. <laughs> And I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. There is, I don't give a shit how much weight he lifts. There is no effing way that he is holding back a helicopter. And everyone's surprised when I tell them I stopped watching those movies back at like Tokyo Drift or whatever. That's another example of why. (laughs) I mean, they're all absolutely ridiculous. And even watching the trailer for the new one, um, even in the trailer, I've seen like... Seven things that I'm like, all right, there's no fucking way that happened like that. No, that no, this is stupid. So I don't think I've seen all of them. And and it amazes me how like every villain that has ever been in any Fast and the Furious movie is now his friend. Like, it seems like like trying uh, to brutally kill them with cars. Right. It seems like John Cena is now on his team. It seems like uh, Charlize Theron is kind of on his team. And I, I mean, just every... Jason Statham is on his team. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, the the thing that drives me nuts about those movies is like, you know, we have this one thing we have to stop the end of the world from happening, and then they'll get in a small argument and punch each other in the face, and it's like, don't you want everyone to be a tip top shape? Yeah. To like, to actually be able to fight whatever you're fighting, and you guys are gonna just beat each other up over who gets to drive the red car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. The the that particular scene because I just remember that and going no fucking way when that happened that's my number five, my number four is probably going to be the 
again, it's from another movie franchise. I don't remember which movie it was, but it was the Mission Impossible movie that happened in Dubai, I believe. It was in the desert. It was the second to most Ghost recent. Protocol? Okay. And there was there was a scene where where um uh Ethan Hunt was chasing the villain on a highway in a sandstorm at like ninety miles an hour and they crashed headlong into each other and the 70 year old senior citizen gets out of the vehicle and outruns ethan hunt this super awesome secret agent in the fucking sandstorm and i'm like are you shitting me right now what is going on it, it, he would he would have been pulp there's there's no way that he would have survived that the the villain that is um and I think I actually ranted about that on this on this podcast. I because I, I think I brought that up, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? This is this is ridiculous." That was my number four. My number three is probably going to be James Bond. Yeah, that that's it. Just just James Bond in general, but specifically the one that Greg mentioned on Skyfall. Um, that one is is a little bit over the top. My number two is. Pretty much, again, it's been mentioned multiple times, pretty much every trap in Home Alone. Um, but the one that really makes my list, they actually even did a a thing on it on Mythbusters, I believe, and they proved that he would have been dead. And that was the iron. The iron falling from that height onto his face would have killed him. Hmm. So that's my number two. But my number one, I mentioned it at the start of this. That was what got this started. That's the one from John Wick 3 where he fell like a hundred stories and did a face plant onto the asphalt of the street, got run over by like 16 cars, and the friggin' Bowery King picks him up, puts him in a shopping cart, takes him down into the sewers, and somehow, you know, with no medical care at all, unless, you know, I mean, maybe the Bowery King has like a uh, a portable... um, a portable hospital down in the sewers, but you know, he, he, he survives miraculously and it's, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. There's no way that he survived that. I think they know that. And I think that's why they did the opening of this movie with him, like hardening his hands by punching that rope thing. Yeah, it was it's just, still stupid. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> it is. But I, I think they're like, like, let's show that he's trying and they even mentioned the bulletproof suit and stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah. He's training. He's getting stronger. Okay, Batman. With a broken back. Sure. That's another one. Yeah, that wouldn't necessarily have killed him, but I mean you don't you don't recover from recuperate from a broken back like that. That's not a thing. You don't know. You're not, you've never, you're not you've popping never been up trapped like a, in a Venezuelan not, prison with a broken back. You're not popping up like a daisy. No. You're, no I'm sorry. I I don't I disagree with you here. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna break your back, send you to a Venezuelan prison, and let's see how we. How it works. This is America, and you are allowed to be wrong. Oh, actually, actually, let's do it this way. Let's break Omar's back and send him to a Venezuelan prison. You no, know, I'm just sitting here trying to be elegant. You know, I'm not. I got nothing. I got no dog in this fight. But we're gonna give him an implant so that he stays erect the whole time. Well, what type of erect? What type? What type of erect? The good kind. Uh, erect like sitting upright or erect like like you know viagra in a prison yes <laughs> okay, that's fair 
because there's no better way to survive a Venezuelan prison than with, with a, a with a huge with a hu- with a huge erection for like six and years. New friends, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, do that thing where you. Uh, I, I guess we should do the contact stuff. Yes, Omar. Uh, what is the contact information? In case anyone script. out there is a Venezuelan prison guard that wants to help us out, <laughs> I haven't even opened the script. I got to be honest with you. I was At so all. focused. I was so focused on getting my my movies that I mean well. Well, if you, guys, were, if you were an actor, you are aware that that like Christian Bale would have actually murdered you at this point. I didn't bother to look at the script. He would have. He would beat you to death with a copy of the script. But I'm so likable and charming, and he's, and he's got a raging and erection. So, and so, so he'd have been like. What are you doing later? And you know what I mean. <laughs> so that's true. Uh, give me five podcast.com. That's our website. Um, and uh, you can also find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. Give me five pod on all of the other socials. Um, maybe I don't know if we TikTok. We should TikTok. I don't know. I'm just gonna, if I do TikTok, it's gonna be about GI Joe toys. So I don't know if anyone wants to hear that. Uh, if you want to email us, give me five podcast at gmail.com. I've gotten some messages about some uh, requests recently. Ooh. we got to figure out how to do it. We'll see if we can't work that in. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. And on that note, I think that's going to do it for us this <laughs> evening. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show tonight. And remember, like I always say, life is trying things to see if they make you high. To attack, we're-